There are many fairy tales that we grew up believing to be true as young kids, whether it was Santa Claus, whether it was the Tooth Fairy. (laughs) Our daughter just lost her first tooth a couple of nights ago, and you better believe that, yes, the Tooth Fairy did pay her a visit, and we put her a little bit of cash under her pillow that she was excited to wake up to the next day. I mean, when she grows up and she realizes that mom and dad were the Tooth Fairy, She'll be fine. She'll get over it. She'll be fine. Totally harmless myth. (laughs) Create some fun and excitement in our day-to-day lives, right? But unfortunately, there are some old wives' tales that can be quite harmful and quite dangerous. And the story that we've been told, especially as women growing up, even now as working women, is that multitasking is a desirable skill to have. Now, this is one of those dangerous myths that have been told for many generations. In this episode of Happy Without Medicine, I'm going to be breaking down why being a good multitasker, in quote, is actually bad for you and what to do instead so you can reduce the amount of stress and anxiety and frustration you might be currently experiencing due to trying to do multiple things at once. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to Happy Without Medicine, and I'm your host, Dr. Yuandi, a medical doctor, therapist, and a fierce advocate for your happiness. My mission here is simple, to help professional women just like you create a life you're excited to wake up to. It's time to make the happiness you feel on the inside match the success others see on the outside. Let's get started. Have you ever gotten into your car and you are halfway to work only to realize that the smoothie that you have intentionally prepared because you're like, this is the week I'm going to start eating breakfast every day. You created the smoothie, you made it, and then you're halfway to work only to realize that you left it on your countertop. Or have you ever arrived at the grocery store only to realize that you have forgotten to bring your wallet with you, or your kids are having to call you mommy, 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 like 10 times or more before you finally answer them because you're caught up doing other things while simultaneously spending time with them. If any of these sound familiar, you're in good company. Let us gather around the mic (laughs) because personally, I'm also guilty of all of the above, plus many other examples of times when I have been absent-minded. And when it comes to being absent-minded or losing your concentration, losing your focus, there are many different reasons why things like this might happen. But one reason that is quite common to all of us is that we have bought into this fallacy of being able to multitask. Many of us might actually even wear multitasking like it's a badge of honor when really it's not. And if you don't know how dangerous multitasking can be, I'm about to prove it to you in this episode. And I'm hashtag sorry, not sorry (laughs) in advance if you pride yourself in being a good multitasker, because the truth is that it's hurting you. It's stressing you out. It's leading you to your mind being overwhelmed and might actually be contributing to background anxiety you're not even aware of yet. It's affecting your relationships, your friendships, your marriage, even your finances. I know how many times you found yourself 
looking back to the grocery store, wondering, oh, I left already. I forgot to buy this thing. Now you have to go back or now you have to use Instacart because you were, while you were at the store, you were multitasking. You were on your phone. You were either texting or on the phone with someone. And now you forgot the one thing, the one thing that you are needing for your dinner. I have been there. I have done that. No judgment. When it comes to multitasking, one of my favorite analogies to use, actually, when it comes to the mind in general, I love to talk about the mind as being a computer. In fact, the word multitasking actually came about in the 1960s to describe computers that were able to perform two tasks at the same time. I mean, the human mind is so, so beautifully designed. It's so elegantly in the way, it's so elegant in the way that it works. But the truth is that it's still very limited in what it can and cannot do. It ain't no computer, that's for sure. So I want you to imagine that your mind is one of your work computers, maybe your laptop, and you have a row of 30 tabs open. And with all these tabs open, you're trying to work on a draft proposal, you're responding to emails, you're also trying to create a flyer for an event you're planning. I mean, please, I want you to tell me, how quickly and how efficiently, uh, how well are you going to be able to complete any of these tasks? You're going to spend way too much time, first of all, trying to find the right tab to open. Uh, then you're going to spend some time on the tab. You're going to switch to something else and switch back and forth and back and forth. Because the truth is that many of us think that when we're multitasking, we're simultaneously working on two things at the same time. When studies have shown that when we look at the brain using functional imaging, when we actually see what the brain is doing when it's multitasking, it's not working on two things at the same time, what it's actually doing is it's switching back and forth very quickly, back and forth between two tasks. This is called task switching, and this is actually what our brain is doing when it's multitasking. Now, the problem with multitasking is that, first of all, it causes mistakes. I remember when I worked in the ER, we were constantly interrupted by different things, whether it's patients trying to find out how long the wait time was, whether it's nurses wanting us to sign off on ECGs, making nothing serious was happening in a patient's heart, uh, whether it's calls from the lab to give us a critical report. And yes, although many of these things were an essential part of the job, each interruption would break my concentration and it would take me out of the zone that I was in. I'm going to confess here because I personally can't count the number of times maybe I was writing a note in a patient's chart, then I got interrupted to check another patient's chart. And then when I was done with that interruption, I would just continue writing my note in the wrong chart, all because of that break in transmission. Please tell me I'm not the only one, please. And like I said, multitasking causes mistakes. It causes mistakes like these and many other even more potentially dangerous mistakes. And because it does this because it reduces the focus and the attention that we have on the task at hand. And it's a reason why, of course, we don't do dangerous things like texting and driving. 
even listening to a podcast on driving can impact how well you are driving. I mean, put your hands up if you have ever had this experience where maybe you're driving to somewhere for the first time and you want to make sure that you have the street right. Maybe you're looking at the street signs and you're trying to read and then you turn down the volume of your radio or maybe the podcast you're listening to just because you're trying to focus and pay attention. Again, this is just our mind's way of saying, if you want to be able to read that sign, we can't have this noise in your ear because it's taking away focus. It's taking away attention. So in addition to these mistakes that happen because we're trying to multitask, do different things at the same time, the other thing that multitasking does is emotionally it can cause frustration, right? You're frustrated at yourself for making mistakes. And this frustration is going to pile on some stress that you're already feeling, right? Um, These little things add up, right? Maybe you've made a mistake at work and you're feeling frustrated, or maybe you're trying to multitask, playing with your kids and doing work at the same time. And you snap at your kids because of the interruption, That's another frustration that's adding on to you. It's all those little things, you know, a mistake on a chart here, a forgotten wallet there, skipped breakfast here, all of that. It all adds up to stress. It all adds frustration upon frustration. And the other thing is with multitasking, just like your computer system slows down when you have too many things going on. And in fact, as I was getting ready for this podcast, my computer is lagging so much because of all the tabs that I have open. It's the same thing for your brain. Your energy is being drained. Your mind is being drained by having too many unfinished tasks that you're toggling between. You're going back and forth and back and forth. It's draining. It's draining your energy. Just like a computer, it takes some time when we start to do a certain task. It takes some time for us to boot up and to get into a groove of doing something, whether it's writing a proposal. Maybe, for example, in the first five or 10 minutes, you're not really flowing yet. You're sort of sticky with your words. And then finally, your brain boots up and the words start to pour out. And you start to pour and start to pour. And then in the middle of writing this proposal, maybe you decide, oh, I have this email that's come. I'm going to check. Maybe you get a notification, you get interrupted and you you task switch to something else. What that does is it breaks that flow. It breaks that zone that you were in. And studies have shown that it takes about 20 minutes or so to get back into that zone again after the break in transmission. So not only does this drain your energy, it's also detrimental to your productivity, right? We all want to be productive. We all want to feel as if we are making good use of our time. And when we perceive that we haven't been productive, right, when we feel like we've wasted time or we haven't done as much as we ought to have done, that also piles onto the stress and the frustration that we feel with ourselves. And let's not even mention the impact of multitasking on relationships, right? When you're with friends and maybe they're friends that you haven't seen in a while and they're trying to catch up with you and you're trying to form that connection. And instead of being present, you're checking your work emails or maybe you're checking social media. Your mind is divided. You're multitasking. I mean, they may not say anything and they might even, you know, 
claim to understand because of course, yes, you're busy. And they might not even be conscious of it because the truth is that many of us have sort of gotten used to hanging around with other people who are just on their phones all the time. But it does something to the quality of your interaction and probably even the quality of your relationship. You might find after a while that you just are drifting apart. And that's because you haven't given the opportunity for that bonding to happen. Multitasking. I mean, at the end of the day, right, people are understanding, your friends are understanding, your family is understanding. But there's only so much that understanding can go because as human beings, we have the fundamental need to feel heard, to feel loved, to feel important. And when you're on your phone all the time or thinking about work all the time, or maybe you have earbuds in your ears listening to podcasts all the time instead of being present, it takes away from that. People sense that, that there's something more important Oh, it sends the message, for example, that mommy's messages, mommy's podcast or mommy's TV show is more important than me. Not trying to guilt trip you here because like I say, this is something that I have dealt with myself too. All I'm doing is bringing it to your awareness, right? I mean, I remember there'll be times when I would notice that, hey, Every time I'm on the phone, why is it that the kids seem to get louder and whinier when I'm talking to someone on the phone, especially when it's supposed to be time that I'm spending with them? I've even caught my daughter (laughs) trying to ask me for things that she knows that I will say no to when I'm on the phone. And that's because even at her tender age of four, she already knows that when my attention is divided, I'm less likely to focus and concentrate and give her an answer that is a reasonable answer, I'm less likely to just say, yeah, yeah, do what you want. (laughs) Have you guys seen the funny videos on social media of people on their phones and their family members are just handing them random things like a bag of rice or a lamp or a slipper? And because of their phone, they're just taking the item without thinking twice about it. Again, undivided attention, multitasking. At the end of the day, what I want to bring to your attention is that multitasking is hurting you. It's hurting you mentally. It's hurting your relationships. And it might even be hurting you financially when you're having to make up for mistakes that could have been avoidable or you're having to spend money, which you didn't have to spend because you were too distracted to do what it is that you needed to do in the time that you were meant to do it. Now onto the practical part of this episode and the antidote for multitasking and all its negative effects is to really train yourself to focus on doing one thing at a time, doing one thing at a time. And I'm just going to share some strategies that I have personally used to help me with that. One of them is putting my phone on do not disturb. Right. So whenever I am sitting down, for example, to record a podcast or to research for my podcast, just as an example, or maybe I am writing my notes for work, I'll put my phone on do not disturb. And then that way, no notifications are coming in to take my eyes and my attention off the work that I'm doing. The other thing I love to do, especially if it's a task that I know that I can get really distracted off of doing something that I don't enjoy doing per se, i.e. writing patients' notes, (laughs) 
I will use an app like Focus Keeper. And Focus Keeper is an app, one of many different apps that plays off a technique called the Pomodoro Method. The Pomodoro Method is sitting down and focusing on doing work for 25 minutes, taking a five minute break, and then coming back and doing that work again. And depending on the app, you can set that time to 25 minutes, an hour, 90 minutes. Everyone's mind works differently, but the idea is that you know that you have allocated a certain amount of time to get this work done and you're not switching any tasks during that time. One of the biggest things that I have done personally is changing my environment, changing my work environment, because I found that when I was working from home, it was really challenging for me because I didn't have that separation between home and work. And I would work in the basement. My husband also had his desk in the basement. And so we would be working, but also talking. And then I would take a break, you know, go upstairs, make a sandwich, ask him if he wanted something to eat, you know, it just work and life just sort of merged one to another. So I ended up getting an office, getting an office space where I know that when I'm here, I'm seeing patients, I'm seeing clients, I'm doing notes, I'm doing work for my podcast, etc. And so it helps me focus. That change of environment was so, so, so helpful. The other thing that will be very helpful is using time management strategies. And one of my favorite time management strategies is a strategy called time blocking, where I divide my day into parts. And I know that my morning block is for things like getting the kids ready for school, coming into work, seeing clients. My afternoons are typically for doing my notes drafting my podcasts, report recording my podcasts. And the evenings are for exercise, things to do with the home, spending time with my family. And then the nighttime, reading, preparing for the next day. So dividing my day into blocks like that has been really helpful because I know that when I am in my evening block, I shouldn't be thinking about work or my podcast, or anything of that nature. And knowing that everything is compartmentalized helps relieve some of that stress that is forcing me to think into the future or forcing me to think into the past. I know that everything has its time, everything has its place, and I've allocated everything to have its time. I've allocated everything to have its place so I can stay present. I can stay focused at the task at hand. And so... Being present, ultimately focusing on one thing at a time, managing your time so that you don't feel like you have to be in 10 places at once, that is the antidote to multitasking. And like I say, it's so important because multitasking is having a detrimental impact on you financially, emotionally, in your relationships. It's really not, despite everything that we've been told growing up about multitasking, it's really not a good thing and it's not a good practice. And so to end this episode with a quote, it's a quote that is the definition of multitasking, which says, the art of messing up several things at once. I thought that was funny because like I say, when you're doing all of these things at the same time, you're not doing any of them well at all. And so let me ask you this. This is a charge to you. This is a question I want you to answer honestly. Would you rather, based on this quote, this definition, would you rather mess up several things at once 
Or would you rather do one thing well, then move on to the next one, do that thing well, and then move on to the next and move on to the next? What would you rather do? Send me a message on Instagram or on LinkedIn. I'm at dr.yuandi on Instagram. At, that's at dr.yuandi. And on LinkedIn, I'm Dr. Yuandi Olamidi. So find me on either Instagram or LinkedIn or both. Let's connect. I would love to hear what your thoughts are on multitasking. All right, until the next episode, remember and never forget that I stay fiercely, fiercely advocating for your happiness. Until next time. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Yuandi, on the Happy Without Medicine podcast this week. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could give it a review on Apple Podcast because it helps Happy Without Medicine pop up when other women are searching for ways to find their happiness again. And visit happywithoutmedicine.com to view the complete show notes and other resources mentioned in today's episode. I'll catch you next time.